And he said, okay, great. So within a couple of weeks, he quit his job and he <laughs> joined me um, as the first full-time employee that I'd ever had. So I learned how to be married to someone, how to train someone, how oh, to manage money with someone, awesome. how to manage business money with someone, all in the same year. Welcome to TFC Conversations where we want to strengthen your faith one conversation at a time. So welcome, everybody. I am your host, Frankie Benitez. I'm your host, Alex Miller. We're here with Mrs. Faith Castillo, the uh, wife and leader of Gabe Castillo. <laughs> Gabe, if you're listening to this, uh, this might or might not be a joke. Much love. <laughs> so we're so happy to have you, and we enjoy talking to you. I'm off. glad to be here camera but now we get to talk to you in camera so yeah we need to watch what we say now <laughs> will we though <laughs> yeah that's that's the real authenticity question. that's yeah. the key yeah so uh we like to ask all of our guests this question actually two questions and the first question is what is your favorite meal chicken broccoli and rice casserole i'd say that's probably my favorite I don't think about it too much. And then I say, oh, you know what I haven't had in a long time? Chicken, broccoli, and rice casserole. Huh, so, very specific. Yeah. That actually is very good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I never would have thought that was a favorite meal. Yeah. Okay. Anything yeah. for dessert? Ooh, probably cheesecake, but not mm. chocolate cheesecake. I'm not a chocolate fan, but I do love cheesecake. That's awesome. Uh, and the next question? Do you remember the next question? I do remember the next question. We want to know what you like doing in your free time. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised knowing My you. My free Faith. time, it is really, let's see. Oddly enough, it is probably cooking. Because when I relax, I like to look up something new that I can cook and I can try to make. So it probably would be cooking, oddly enough. That's what I would say is relaxing for me. Because wow. I, I'm, you know, I'm always on the go, so I'm always with fast food or grab an apple or grapes or something or some cheese or just something quick and easy or make a sandwich. But if I can cook something, then that's relaxing for me. So, wow. Yeah. Well, me and my family would love to help you relax. <laughs> so <laughs> next time you have a free time. Anytime. I need anytime. that spiritual gift imparted to me. Well, see, because it's just I me and it. Gabe, so I always have to kind of cook for two, you know, with the... But I love cooking for a crowd, so I will take you up on that, Frankie. I will cook for a crowd. Sounds That's good awesome. to me. So we'll see you uh, Saturday. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so uh, we like to we like to get to know our guests, and mm -hmm. just uh, we believe that you know sharing testimonies and stories can help somebody uh, as they listen to your story. And you have a very interesting story. <laughs> and uh, so let's just begin from from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we? Can you tell us a little bit about your life story? Uh, maybe your upbringing and family and. Yes. Well, born and raised in Texas, I was born in Houston, and then when I was a year old, we moved to about to a little town called Palestine. It's about forty-five minutes south of Tyler, and um, I grew up in Palestine for twenty-seven years, and then I moved wow. to Tyler about two years ago moved to Tyler and um, Trinity Trinity Fellowship Church is really what brought me to Tyler I started looking around for a church and then I said well let me try looking in Tyler and then I knew a couple people that came here and I just started 
coming here. But um, anyway, I got ahead of the story. Um, uh, raised in Palestine, and I was homeschooled, Christian household, went to church two, three times a week, you know, twice on Sunday, every Wednesday. <laughs> um, every book I had, I had lots of books growing up, and all my books were Bible stories, you know, all different children's Bible stories and coloring books were about Daniel in the lion's den and you know, <laughs> not too many Disney movies at my house. It was more, more strict upbringing Veggie tales. on that. Always veggie tales. It has to be veggie tales. Um, but anyway, yeah, growing up in church all my life. Um, I have a quick question for you about yes. that. So when you say strict, are you saying um, maybe even like legalistic uh, very or 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 just more setting boundaries. What setting kind of? boundaries, mm-hmm. I would say, because um, it's it's not like I didn't have any friends. I had lots of friends, and yes, they watch Disney movies. And when I go to their house, I could watch Disney movies, you know. But we just it would weren't I didn't watch Nickelodeon growing up, you mm-hmm. know. So it was a little more boundaries on that, on what I saw and what I heard. But I had lots of friends and lots of. Other other things that I did too. I played baseball for a short time. I on the homeschool field trips. We went all over with homeschool stuff. And um, but yeah, some people would say legalistic, but it wasn't. We weren't like wearing skirts and flip flops with socks. <laughs> it it didn't was. Feel it that wasn't. Way. No, no, it wasn't like that. No, but um, no, it was. I had. I looking back now, you know, and as adult, it's like I had a really good upbringing. So I see that where the boundaries were set, you know, were were, were they were important. You know, I didn't listen to pop radio growing up, and I'm glad I didn't listen to it because now I go back and I look at '90s pop, and I'm like, whoa, yeah, so I don't need to hear that. You have any brothers or sisters? I have one older brother. He is 14 years older than me. Oh wow! So yeah, I was kind of like, oh. Surprise! My mom's having another kid, so that's me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and he lives in Palestine. He moved out when I was about three or four years old. Hmm. So I was technically raised like an only child. Mm. You know, I got whatever I wanted. <laughs> and Yeah, so it was, it's pretty cool, though, having a, a lot older brother because he has all those other life experiences that I watched growing up, you know? so Right. And, and you said... Uh, you were you were homeschooled and now you ended up at Trinity. What was kind of the uh, the in between? There's a few years in between there. What what kind of led you? The few years in between. Okay, so grow up Christian household, church, all that. When I was eight, I asked my mom what it means to be baptized because I didn't really know what it really meant to be baptized, and so she told me. And then we went through this the salvation message and what it means to ask Jesus into your heart and. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I I mean I be I became a Christian when I was when I was eight. I asked Jesus into my heart when I was eight, and um, but then what was funny is I did not dedicate or discipline myself to read the Bible until I was about twenty. Hmm. So for about twelve years, it was Christian household, Christian upbringing, and I I understood it. You know, I understood salvation. We had Christian music and all that stuff. But I didn't have a relationship with God. So I didn't really um, water that. I let, mm. it, I let it go very, very dry. And then when I was 20, I started going to a church in Palestine. And I remember I met a girl there, and she was a few years younger than me. 
and she knew the scriptures and she talked about them all the time. And she would say, mm. well, I was reading Jeremiah the other night and I would say, <laughs> who reads Jeremiah when they're 17? Okay. <laughs> so uh, she challenged me to start reading the Bible and I started reading the Bible and then I never stopped. <laughs> mm. So that's really what was the middle ground that when I was 20, I said, Jesus died for me. Mm. That that's when I had my boohoo moment of sobbing right. and realizing I needed salvation, I needed redemption, and I needed Christ. And so that's when I really uh, started my relationship with Christ. I would say when I was twenty, and then uh, for I went there for about three years, and then I started looking for another church. Just it was all all good. I was just ready for a different change and to move to Tyler. So I was looking for a church in Tyler, and that's what brought me to Trinity. Yeah, and just for the record, Tyler is so superior to Palestine. <laughs> yes, I will say it definitely hey, is. <laughs> I can't say too much because I did get engaged in Palestine uh, at a local park there. You picked the wrong town, man. But you picked I, wanted, the wrong I town. wanted it to be special and like so we can always go back there, but we haven't been back there yet. So. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, babe, if you're listening to this, Crystal, I'm sorry. We'll be back he soon. owes you a date. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And, and you're a fantastic writer, too. Oh, thank um, you. If you don't follow Faith on Facebook, you ought to. Um, Add her as a friend. Yeah, she, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the Facebook is, um, yeah, anyways. It's for old people. I'm young, so I like her as an Instagram. Well, you, you basically just shared your testimony, and it sounds like it, uh, Sounds like it revolved around reading the scriptures. Like that's what led yes. you to the feet of Jesus. Is that would that be accurate? Yes. Yes. It was the testimony of my friend that that she her eyes just lit up when she would read the scriptures. And I said, That's something I've never seen before. You know, my mom would, but that's just my mom. You know, yep. you don't wanna you don't right. do everything your mom does, you know. So it's mom's thing. It wasn't my thing. And then when I saw her just light up, I said, I want that. I want that fire. I want that joy that she has. Mm. And then when we just had girl talk, she'd always just wiggle her way back into talking about scripture. I'm like, okay, I thought we were just talking about stuff, but now you're going to talk about scripture. I guess that's mm. where her heart was. It was always leading back to Christ. Talk about the power of like having a good friend. Yes. Absolutely. Like the right influences in your life. Yep. And so, she's, she's still like that. We, we'll talk. She moved away, but we still talk. And every time we text, it always goes back to Christ and working things out and praying. And I'm like, awesome. It always directs back to that. So That's great. Um, so now, mm -hmm. fast forward. So you got married recently. Yep. yep. So let's talk about married life. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. let's talk about leading up to the married life because uh, Crystal and I were we got to see a little bit of it, a little yes. bit of that relationship. Yeah, I, I, I actually want to hear about how how the Lord brought you and Gabe uh, together. Uh, Crystal, I was <laughs> it say, was from all right. his wife, Crystal. Yes, uh, take the credit, please. Take credit. A lot of people. I'll take credit for that too. <clears throat> we're one. I remember that a lot of people will always kind of give Gabe and I like the eye, like, oh, there's Gabe over there. Oh, there's Faith over there, you know? And we both just kind of brushed it off, like, whatever, you know? And little did I know, Gabe was already crazy about me, and I was not crazy about him at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I was laughed it, it off seriously, and Gabe was laughing it off, knowing he was going to get the girl one day. But um, 
I do remember because I am a chronic overthinker and I always try to prevent the worst things from happening. And that always gets me in trouble most of the time. <laughs> and then I remember one time I was talking with Crystal about it because she was like, well, what about Gabe, you know? And um, I remember telling her, well, I don't know because I want to do this, this, and this. And I don't know if he would like that, you know? I don't know if he would be into that stuff. And she said, well, what if it's not a problem for him? And that just opened every door to me that, <laughs> oh, what if it's not a problem for him? It was a, just a different perspective. Just from me sitting there overthinking to her just saying, it's another, it's another perspective. What if it isn't, oh, wow, well, let me talk to him and ask him. So I talked with him and he's like, yeah, that's cool. I was like, oh, okay. I guess we can do something here now with this friendship. <laughs> that's funny. So I don't mean to be nosy, but maybe I am trying to be nosy. <laughs> what were some of those things? Some of those things were that, one, I, oddly enough, I don't celebrate Christmas out of like, um, like I don't go out and, and decorate my entire house, you know, with Christmas decorations. But friends do get presents, right? Friends do get presents, Okay, yes. thank you. <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> but, um, and I did not know if that was going to be a huge hiccup for him that I didn't really celebrate Christmas in a big American way, <laughs> you know? Right. Or, um, you know, I can't even remember now all the stuff that it was. That's how important they were, that now I, I can't even think of what they were. <laughs> and that's, pro that's probably what overthinking exactly. does too, right? Exactly. That's yeah. what it does. You just magnify everything, you know? And, but that was one thing. And I remember talking to him about it. He said, well, that's fine. We'll save money. <laughs> and I was like, okay, then. Sounds like Gabe. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it, now looking back that you ask me, it's just like I can't even think of them. That's how important they were, you know? Right. There's just things in the moment that after a while, they just they work themselves out. Yeah. Right? Well, that's a, there's another lesson right there, right? Yeah. If you're ready to get married, don't overthink it. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, I know part of your, your story, even with Gabe, is uh, the business that you started. Yes. And you started it, I think, even a few years before you met Gabe. Yes. And um, I, I think that may actually, people listening to this may actually get some inspiration, encouragement um, from hearing just kind of your story of, of what you've, what the Lord's done so far with your business. So yes. I'm going to kind of talk about even the origin of that. So I have a residential house cleaning business. And... Um, which the title, it just it is what it is. It, <laughs> we clean houses. And that was my first job. It was a business I started when I was 19, and I'm 29 now. And wow. I did it by myself for uh, nine years. And part I started it in Palestine, and then I eventually got more customers in Tyler, which caused me to move to Tyler, hence looking for a church in Tyler. So... I moved to Tyler, and my business started growing even more in Tyler. And um, when Gabe and I were starting to get interested in each other, not dating, just interested, he already knew I had that business, and that's what I did. And then um, before we got married, you know, during engagement and dating and all that, we were talking about, um, you know, those talks of money and jobs and who's doing right. what and work schedules and all that. And at the time, he worked at a local school district here, 
and he worked uh, seven to three, five days a week, and just school schedule, school holidays. And then I worked, you know, Monday through Friday, eight to five. And we each had our own jobs and our own work drama and our own business. And we each had paychecks and, you know, we got married and it all goes in the same account. And we figured things out from there. And then later on, before, well, before we got married, we had talked about possibly um, expanding my business because I was working alone. Expanding my business and having employees and growing. And I was headstrong of, no, I don't want to do that. I don't even really want to have this business much longer. I'm tired of it. You know, wow. let's do something different. And he said, well, we'll just see. We'll see what happens, you know. And then things evolved at work that, with his work, that it ended up being one day he calls me and he says, well, what would it be? What do we have to do to make this business grow so I can quit my job? And wow. on the phone, yeah. being the money being the money manager in the house, I thought, okay, uh, my brain started ticking, and I said, well, we'd have to get this many customers, and we would probably can do that in a couple of months, so it probably wouldn't be that bad. And he said, okay, great. So within a couple of weeks, he quit his job, and he <laughs> joined me um, as the first full-time employee that I'd ever had. So I learned how to be married to someone, how to train someone. How oh, to manage money with someone, awesome. how to manage business money with someone, all in the same year. <laughs> wow. So how's that going? It's going really good. It's going really, really good. Um, some days I tend to be more boss than wife, and some days I tend <laughs> to be more wife than boss. And then some days he's more husband than employee, and some days he's more employee than husband. <laughs> so it's the balance. It's the balance. But we both know that usually around 5 o'clock every day we put the work stuff away, and we're a married couple, and we go out and run errands and go grocery shopping and pay the bills. So That's awesome. I was going to ask you, like, what's harder, to manage Gabe or to manage your business? <laughs> Gabe. <laughs> Sorry, Gabe. We, again, we love you, Gabe. Uh, oh, and for anyone listening, your business is called? Anchored Cleaning Services. And you are currently actively, if anyone wants to yes, sign up? Yes, we are actively hiring. So you can go to our website at anchoredcleaningservices.com and you can join the team. There's a tab on the top of the webpage. All right. And they can hire your business, uh, your, your yes. business as yeah, well. Yeah, you can also, yep, yep, always accepting new clients. That's so awesome. we've been talking about like, What's new in your life? Is there any um, things that Jesus is, is teaching you? I know you've mentioned a couple of things, but is there anything that Jesus is currently teaching you in this season? Well, between all those things I mentioned of work and marriage and balancing, I have learned to when to speak and when not to speak, hmm. when to listen. Um. Because I also married a man who does tell me, keep, he does keep my mouth in line. Because I will smart Alec back and he will remind me, hang on, listen to what I got to say here. Slow down. Don't jump to conclusions. Mm. And I got to remind myself, all right, I can't jump to conclusions because that's, that's a people skill. And I'm the owner. I have not only my husband, but I have other employees and then new employees. So I got to learn people skills and listening skills and that can be a hard thing to balance when you are a very opinionated woman <laughs> <laughs> are you are you enneagram one um um or an eight no i have not no 
Oh, oh, I'm curious. I, 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 I remember which one now. you're talking about, but no, I have not. I'm very no. curious. Yeah, we'll have to have you take the test. All, all of the people that we know, we've been telling them about the Enneagram <laughs> test. Yep. <laughs> it's, re- it's really good to yeah. see uh, how you interact with You people. may be yeah. at one, actually. Because every time I've heard you say a couple of things, I'm like, yep, that sounds like me and Danielle. (laughs) Okay. Well, and it sounds too, the other thing I'm getting is that uh, it seems like even what you're doing, what the Lord's doing in your life right now relates to business. And for anyone listening, uh, I know sometimes we tend to separate like the spiritual Mm -hmm. and the career aspect of our lives. And that's a total false dichotomy. There's not even, I mean, it's not, we don't see that necessarily in distinction in scripture. And, uh, and so I, I just wanted you to kind of maybe expound on that, how mm-hmm. faith, how the Lord's led you, how really that is part of your ministry and part of who you are yes. as a businesswoman. Is that, does that yes. accurately define who you are? Yes, it is. Um, one thing I noticed just in, I notice in business when I'm talking with like new customers and things, they'll start to tell me, you know, what are some problems they have in their home? And sometimes I'll cut them off and I'll tell them, well, what we can do is this, but that's not my job. My job is to listen. Mm. And then I can best serve them. And then also in the personal life, sometimes I notice when I converse with someone that I'll just cut them off. And they don't need that. They just need someone to listen to them. And from there, that's where the ministry begins. Because when Mm. you listen to someone, you understand where they're at emotionally. And then you're not pointing the finger. Then you can just get where they are and meet them where they are. That's one thing I noticed that because when I was reading this, when every time I read the scriptures, I notice how does Jesus relate to this person? He meets them exactly where they're at. He doesn't Mm -hmm. judge the woman for having all these husbands. He meets her where she's at and says, all right, Mm -hmm. this is where Mm -hmm. we're at in our life right now. It's really good. Go and sin no more. We're not going to bring up all the past stuff. Go and sin no more. Where are you at? Let's go from there. Not where you should be, where you could be, where you ought to be. Let's just go from here. The past of the past, what's next? So I think just listening and learning to listen. One thing that um, really stuck out to me is when I was reading the scriptures and I came across Luke chapter 10, where Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan. Hmm. And I noticed who asked him, because in the... In the passages, it says that the a lawyer came up to Jesus and asked him, well, who was my neighbor? Hmm. And I thought, why a lawyer? That's because a lawyer is always asking questions, always want to nitpick, always want the specifics <laughs> of everything. And what am I? I overthink. I want the specifics. <laughs> I want to know what's going on in and out. So I would read on there, well, who's my neighbor? How am I supposed to love them like Jesus? Who, who is this that I'm supposed to love? In the end, it's everybody. It's the Good Samaritan. It's the stranger from the other stri- the other city that's lying on the side of the road. Mm. And that that's just something that really hit me is that I need to humble my opinions, humble myself, and just see where they're at and see where the Lord wants me to be in their life. Whether it's completely in their life forever or maybe it's just for that day to help them with something they're struggling with right then and there. So I think it's just it's just slowing down, learning to listen to how do I need to love this person? How do I need to communicate to this person? And that just it it I see it every day in my business how I practice it and then I also mm. practice try to practice it outside of the business when I get together with friends and um 
one of my employees happens to be one of my best friends and I'm talking with her and I was I got to slow down and I got to listen here what's going on over here and then mm. you know when you're married to somebody you're, you're working with every day you got to slow down and listen to what their needs are are too so yeah that's awesome that is awesome okay my last question about business is you mentioned at one point you said it's just going to be me I don't want any employees uh, I'm solo, solopreneur, but you've obviously expanded. I know you have three employees, four employees right now. Yes. Yeah, and, three. uh, which is a lot more than one, you mm-hmm. know, like that's, mm-hmm. that's a lot. So, uh, to go from that, from just for yourself to mm-hmm. a team. So what, what was the, the, I guess the switch that flipped to make you think, okay, I, I, I want to do this now. I want to expand. Was it something, uh, yeah, what exactly was it? I would say just going in it head first. I mean, Gabe called me one morning at 8.15 in the morning and calls me and he says, hey, what would it take for us to, you know, get the business going? I said, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. Hmm. <laughs> you know, he wasn't, when he went to work that morning, he wasn't planning on calling me. When I woke up that morning, I wasn't planning on doing that. But wow, that's just the Lord saying, here's a door, you going to go? You know, I could have said, no, we're not going to expand. Just suck it up and we'll find another job, you know. Mm-hmm. But I said, all right, I guess we're going to go with this. And then um, we seeked out some counsel from um, a couple of our close friends and then our pastor. And they were all saying, yeah, it's it's there. The market's there. The doors are open there. And then um, as soon as Gabe quit his job, there's always ups and downs in business. But as soon as Gabe quit his job... Um, we took a little bit of a dip um, that we lost a couple of clients. And I thought, oh, maybe this isn't what we're supposed to do. Mm. You know, this was some long-term clients that we had. And I had them for a long time. And then they just up and quit. Maybe we shouldn't. And and then all of a sudden, they started flooding in. Mm. And I thought, okay. I mean, I lost three and then I gained six or I gained wow. eight. You know, and I was like, all right, you know. The Lord's obviously opening doors here. And I didn't reach out for these customers. They're just... Facebooking and Googling and they're finding me. So here we are. And just little by little, it, it happened little by little. And every time, every time when, when you have a small business and you own your small business, every day you want to quit and every day you want to try new endeavors and expand what you already have. Mm-hmm. So it's always ups and downs. But every time we have it down, I, I like a, even if someone just cancels for the day, you know, then I'll always tell Gabe, it's like, all right, well, the next one's on the way. I already know they're coming because he's proven to me over and over again that he wants me here. He wants me in this business. He wants me doing this right now. So we'll just keep on trucking. That is awesome. I mean, the people that um, see the hand of God upon them, mm-hmm. they have one thing in common. They've, they've all given themselves to the process. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you're so right. I mean, when, you, when you're in the will of God, mm-hmm. the Lord just never fails you. Yep. And uh, it's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you 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 met Gabe when you were how old? Sorry, I may, maybe this is too personal. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah, twenty seven. So, how was that journey? Because I feel like a lot of people, like I mean, at least I felt that way when I was like twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. I felt like this urge to get married. Yep. So, what was like for you? Because we're talking about the will of God, so I think mm-hmm. that may be really important aspect of the will of god what was it like for you to make it to 27 and still not be married long and hard (laughs) (laughs) long and hard because 
I was very young when I decided I wanted to get married. Not that, not even so much the romantics of it, but I wanted someone to do life with. I wanted mm. a commitment with someone, you know? I wanted someone that in 20, 30, 40, 60 years, you look back and you go, yeah, we did all that stuff, you mm. know? So I was about 16 or 17 when I said, you know what? I like the idea of getting married. I want to get married someday. And being the overthinker and planner, I knew I was going to get married by the time I was 22. It was going to happen. Wow. It was, there was no questioning in that. Hmm. And then 21 rolls around and no guys around. And then 22 <laughs> and no guys around. And I remember that it's so silly. I cried when I turned 23 because I wasn't married yet. And I said, well, I guess that's <laughs> it, Laura. I'm, I'm done, you know. And um, what was what did help me is that I had a friend that um, she wasn't she didn't get married and she didn't really have any serious relationships and we did, we were best friends so it was kind of helpful to have that that best friend that was always right. single and we were always able to go around and do stuff <laughs> you know so that kind of helped a little bit but um, yeah by the time I was about twenty four twenty five I said okay I can either sit here and whine about it or I can because I still I had my cleaning business at that time still already for a few years I said or I can just kind of get the bootstraps up and I can just take the single life and focus on the business and see where I can serve in church and where I can serve in other places so let's just you got all this free time so let's just put it to use Mm. and I did I put it to use I worked a lot more on my company I built up more of my clientele um I worked on uh, friendships more at, at church because I was very introverted. So I worked on friendships more at, at church and was involved in connect groups at, at my old church and potlucks. And I volunteered with the youth and we went on youth trips and things like that. And so I just really now looking back, I did that as distractions Mm. But it was it was a good distraction. You know, it was mm. it was in pursuit of good things and it did right. grow me as a person in a lot of things. But um then when I when I came to Trinity I thought when I was thinking about, well, should I go start looking for a church, you know? Pretty girl like me going and single, everyone's gonna want me to get married. I know. Because <laughs> everybody, all my customers would ask me, Do you have a boyfriend yet? And I was like, No, no. no. Yeah. Everyone in my old church, do you have a boyfriend yet? No, I don't know. <laughs> So really smart, pretty girl like yourself. You don't know. Don't make it worse. You know? <laughs> yeah, people make it worse. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really yeah. does. But um, now then, when I was uh, deciding on coming to Trinity, and I thought, okay, Faith, you need to sit hand, down here and have some real talk with yourself. Do you want to go to church to find a husband, or do you want to go to church to build relationships and grow in Christ and la da da? You know. And I said, you know what? I want to go and grow in Christ. So I put my horse blinders on and I started coming to church. Hmm. And then, you know, first week, second week, do you have a boyfriend? (laughs) (laughs) I said, no, I don't know. It's just me and my business, you know. And um, I said, oh, well, okay, well, there's some single guys around here, you know, and I was like, oh, well, that's nice, you know, <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> let, it, let it go. But um, then about that time is when Trinity started having their Young Adults Connect. And that was with Alex and Crystal. They, they um, ran that one. And long story short, um, he, uh, Alex had my husband Gabe 
um, helping him to get the music and the sound system and stuff running with there. And um, Gabe ran the sound system and I played keys. So like I said, long story short, he would, we and I would both be there early and be staying late. And then right. that's kind of the the beginning of how that conversation and friendship started on there. So and he had a vision. Oh of yeah, you. he had it long before young adults started. <laughs> that's for sure. I believe it. Yep. Possibly the last question. Speaking of vision, good segue <laughs> there, Frankie. Thank you. Um, speaking of vision, what would you say as you uh, go into this next season of your life? I mean, I know life is basically it seems, feels like one season after another. What's your, uh, and maybe it's you and Gabe's, but what's your vision or what do you feel like God's vision and heart is for this next season? What's he, or even some of your goals in that? Our goals is to really focus on getting the business to the point that really, really just our, which has become our dream now that we're seeing really coming into fruition every day is that the business will be self-sustaining and that we see Mm. the markets there, the and, and the employees are there. The workforce is there. We trust the Lord's going to bring him. We're already glad of the ones he hasn't brought yet, you know? Mm-hmm. So we see that really growing. And we we also know we don't want to bite off more than we can chew. So us looking beyond that right now, it can get a little scary and it gets a little intimidating. Because mm-hmm. then you start mm-hmm. seeing all the steps that have to happen before we even get there. And then what other business will be will we venture into? I li- I'm a hobbyist. I like um, doing string art. I like doing um, building some small things. I like working with wood. So I could see myself in a few years pursuing that as a full time business. And hmm. the company's on it on its own two feet. They're running fast and furious. But um, right now we really just are focusing on. <laughs> Like a friend told me, we're only focusing as far as the headlights can reach. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Because beyond that, you just have to trust God to do the rest of that. So that is, and with with focusing on the business, it teaches us right now, especially now we're newly married, how to communicate, how to deal with stress, how to deal with money, how to deal with business money, how to deal with employees and complaints and new people and how do we want to grow the business web design marketing payments all that stuff mm-hmm. that evolves mm-hmm. in there and then in just our household decisions right now gabe is at home folding laundry with <laughs> how do we share household chores we got to figure that one out because we're both full-time business owners too yep, so yep, yep. we split out those tasks so that's great job gabe that's what we got going right now just figuring out the day-to-day of how it's gonna work that's where we're at. That's really good. Yep. And I, and I wanted to make one last note of something that just popped in my mind. Uh, I'm correct in saying you did not attend college, correct? No, I did not. Okay. And to any any young person out there or maybe even older person, and I say this with someone who has a master's degree, college is not always necessary. Uh, I've seen people that have felt like it was they had to do it. Faith, you have obviously made very well of your of your uh, career and finances without doing that because you just had a drive and a passion so mm-hmm. i just wanted to make that note and uh that to anyone who's listening yeah and also get your get your experience too get your the ball rolling on experience 
because you can go to college all day long and learn about things. Like there's a lot of things I in, in the business I would think, well, maybe I should go to college and learn how to do that. But I, I as a business owner, I learned I don't have to be an expert on everything. So I can hire out. I can seek so out. True. I can YouTube what little bit that I need to know on something. But you know, if you want to go to um, college, to university, learn how to do marketing, I'm not saying don't do it, but mm-hmm. I'm saying find someone who's in marketing and learn under them a little bit too. Get some mm-hmm. experience on there and don't just jump right in as a stranger not knowing anything with whatever college career you want to pursue. It's learn about it a little bit. You know, ask someone pros and cons. What should I look for? What should I pursue? That really helps to narrow down that path of, if you need to or if you don't. Some careers you have to go to college for. And I see why you do. It makes sense. You really right. should. But figure out how you need to do it, what you need to do to, to get to where you want to go with your dreams and your passions. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Frank, you got anything else? No, I just, what I love is what you're saying that, you know, and you can train skill, but you can't train passion. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody's passionate and driven and motivated to do something, I mean, really, the sky is the limit. And when you're putting not only that, but you're putting everything under the scope of God, you know, and and he's leading you and guiding your decisions every step of the way. I mean, you'll be successful. And so uh, he will fill in the gaps. He will bring the people into your life. Just this past week, I was worried about hiring and figuring out how I need to learn how to run all that stuff and the kinks and the ins and outs. And then a friend of mine told me about a program. And I looked at the program and I said, they'll help me. They'll teach me how to do it. I trust them. You know, they're, that was, it was an answer. It just came out of the blue. It fell mm. out and I said, here's what you got to do. You have an interest. God provided a solution on how to pursue that. That's awesome. Yep. That's fantastic. Well, we, we hope that you uh, have become inspired by Faith's testimony. And I sure have. So it's been good to have you here and talk to you and uh, share stories. Well, thank you. It was fun. I so, love it. We appreciate you, Faith. Frankie, hit that outro music. Which, which one? <laughs> There's no outro music. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time for another episode of TFC Conversations Podcast. See you later.